Welcome to Try Not to Blink, a podcast about the ups and downs, ins and outs, news, tips, and tricks of those who live the optometry lifestyle. We'd like to thank the amazing people at Valley Contacts who've made this podcast possible, makers of stellar gas permeable lenses and the oh-so-incredible custom stable scleral lens. In case you're wondering... I'm on the East Coast. My name is Dr. James Diem, and I'm joined by my talented co-host, who is repping the West Coast, Dr. Roya Habibi. It is holiday season, full swing, hot chocolate. Christmas week. That's right. Santa's coming. That's right. Santa's coming to town. That's right. You watching a Christmas movie every day this week? Oh yeah, absolutely. We're Are you we're, Santa Claus at your house? Christmas, um, sure. Christmas, um <laughs> Christmas, uh you know what hit hit with our family last year? It was the Disney sing along Christmas theme. Oh my did you see those Disney sing alongs? I personally used to love sing alongs as a child, but I don't know if I've seen those. Yeah, this was a this was a COVID thing, you know, early on in COVID, they did this and it was on like primetime ABC and it was Disney sing along to Disney music. And it was people like in their homes, like, you know, singing to Disney music, you know, stars that were either part of Disney, Disney uh, movies or celebrities or Disney like in theater Anyway, so then they did like a second iteration. It might have been even the third iteration because it really kind of hit hit it did well, I guess. And mm-hmm. um, they did a holiday one. So anyway, the holiday one it was cool. And so anyway, we listened to that probably three times a day. <laughs> so yeah, that amongst you know other uh, holiday trolls is one of our favorites. We love holiday trolls. Nice, That's a nice. it's a good one. It's on Netflix. Highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. So yeah, we're doing all that stuff, and and I haven't stopped eating since Halloween. So that's good. Right, good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. So we Did talked about our order. Thanksgiving uh, traditions. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, we do we do turkey again and ham, and I think I told you about kibasi last time we were on, and we do kibasi again, and all the stuffing. So what's the tradition when it's, it's the really, same thing? It's really not that much different. We do pretty much the same thing. Now, we did, and I do like to do um, like a steak, like a big prime big rib. Prime rib. Like yeah, exactly. Okay. And uh, just a, it's a lot of work, but I'm trying to talk. My wife is probably too late to do it now. You, you've ever seen somebody do beef wellington? Where it's like the really good looking, you know, piece of meat. It's got bread over it and it's like super. Yeah. So I'd like to do that one year. I just, I feel like it would be cool to be standing there with my beef Wellington and like my apron on and be like, oh, look at the, look at dad. He did so good with that meat, you know, that's like. Maybe you could also get like a a big, like a shotgun and like. What is that? That's not, no, this is not a shotgun thing. <laughs> not even close, but anyway, it's like okay. an Emerald, uh, Emerald Lagasse specialty or something along those lines. I don't know. Actually, no. Beef Wellington's bomb. Yeah, it's good stuff. Beef Wellington is very bomb. Puff pastry around it. Puts that's some, what like, it is. Yeah, exactly. Herbs or something like there that. There you go. Yes, that's right. Back in my heyday, I worked at a um, fine steak restaurant. And did they have that? We had we had beef Wellington for sure. It was hot. There you go. 
There you go. There you go. But um, yeah, for my tradition, you know, a couple years ago, because my family, I am bi-coastal for my family. Um, My parents live on the East Coast, just south of you in the D.C. area. And then my husband's family, they're split. Half of them are in Tahoe area, half of them are around here. So it's just kind of like as an adult, I've picked like literally the furthest place for all my in-laws not that it's my selection but (laughs) it's just very hard to like make everyone happy so one of the things we started doing is we go somewhere for a holiday because it's like we're going to spend a lot of time to go to a place and you're going to end up having all these things to do so we just got back from a beautiful weekend in sedona arizona oh cool wow neat yeah so it was really great we just got a big house and just hung out and went on hikes and it's beautiful yeah. Wow, cool. Have you been there before? Polar, did some vortex, some energy vortexes. I'm feeling what is a lot, that? A lot of good vibes right now. I don't know what that is. You know, it's hippie stuff. Hippie stuff. I've but never it's heard like of these it. places that have a high amount of energy that just cleanse your soul or something. Oh, really? Yeah. So I can't really what? tell you what it is. I was there. You had to feel it. Huh. <laughs> so like those salt stones? You stand around like no, those like Himalayan a, salt stones? Is that what it is? They have those there too, but no, it's like uh, <laughs> it is like a geographic point. I don't know who deemed this a uh, energy vortex, but it's some place that just like that's some bull. That's some bull right there. But all right, I'll 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 <laughs> go along with it. Radiating, Jimmy. <laughs> What's that? Oh yes, that's what, I was wondering what that was. Yeah, yeah I was yeah, wondering. Yeah. Anyway, but, yeah, that's my tradition and um sticking to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just excited for a fresh year and new start and yeah. a new story cuz right. you know, who who would have thought we would be where we are now and I got Didn't know fun- where you were going with that. Okay. I know, I got good. fun things but I'm not ready to talk about it yet. All right, that's fine. Anyways, um so yeah, we we it was a great time and Good. I'm glad to hear that. Are you taking how much time you take off? I was just going to ask you the same thing. Um, You know, Christmas is a little interesting this year. Um, It is actually on um, a little bit of a different, different kind of day, right? It's on a Saturday. So um, being that it's on a Saturday, I'm, I'm honestly not taking that much time off, uh, you know, to, to be honest. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll take Christmas Eve off. And Christmas Day, um, obviously, is a Saturday and Monday. That'll be it. So the 24th and the 27th, I'll take off. Then I'll also take off um, the 31st for for New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. New Year's Eve is something that, you know, uh, Jill and I, we always do something fun. Like try what? to go, go away. We try to go away somewhere, just her and I. And, um, you know, drop the kids off with the unsuspecting in-laws and uh, it, it's, it's always good. Usually a spa or something like that and just have a little, have a little us time. It's good. I like that. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times, I don't know, maybe that's what I fear in parenthood is. Yeah. People don't people do that. Losing themselves and their children. And of course, I'm sure you love your children, but there's, there's a foundation you got to keep strong. Sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So we um, are still giving thanks for the tidings of joy that was the American Academy of Optometry meeting this past year, where we uh, had a booth and we saw your shining faces. 
and we got to meet the best and brightest in industry, academia, private practice, group practice, and, you know, um, we also say, spent a lot of time with our BFFs, Valley Contacts. That's right. Who not only sponsored our booth, were so much fun to hang out with, but also helped us adorn all of our listeners with some real cool hats. I've been, I actually wore my beanie several times now. Yeah. I'm rocking a beanie. People yeah, love so that thing. People love the beanies. And if you didn't come to Academy, shame on you. But we gave out some real legit swag. We have people coming up to our booth being like, hey, so. And they're like, what's this all about? And I was like, you want a beanie? <laughs> they were like, yeah, I heard you guys have beanies. <laughs> or, yeah. or better, people would come up and be chatting with us. And Jimmy would be like, oh, like he was like ready to just run on a tangent. And I was like, do you guys just, are you guys just here for the beanies or you really want to talk to him? And they're like, yeah, we heard you guys had beanies. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. How they were just coming, like hang out, like just like <laughs> kind of standing there. And then all of a sudden, yeah, they're like, one of them like gets the, you know, courage to like say, oh, you know, do you happen to still have some beanies, you know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. kind of funny. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sorry. I stepped in. Yeah, no, no. I mean, yeah, we're just grateful for having had the opportunity. And one real special, you know, uh, guest is uh, going to be, uh, you know, highlighting this episode. And so, you know, if you don't know this person, I think it's a great opportunity for you to get to know them, Google them, uh, take a screenshot of their face, put it on your, your desk and try to emulate, you know, some aspect of your life after this person. Certainly, I don't know this person just as much as you do, Roya, you know, having been, you know, in the academic uh, world a little longer than I, you know, having done your your uh, specialty lens fellowship. Um, so, you know, do, do anything else you want to say? I, I don't want to ruin the the intro here, but, you know. No, I think I think you honestly like highlighted it perfectly. We have a super fun guest. Uh, without further ado, I think you guys are going to really enjoy this chat. All right, you all. This has been well overdue, to be honest. I don't know why you weren't number one, because... What do you mean, weren't number one? I mean, let me he just tell you. One. Let me tell you why. Because <laughs> just because he hasn't been on the podcast yet. <laughs> this honorary guest, and I say honorary legitimately, because he was named one of the 50 most influential optometrists in America. And then they're like, nah, 50, not good enough. They were like, he's actually one of the 30 most influential... <laughs> 29, number 29 on the list. Oh, <laughs> in the last number one. Years. Number one. I'm just going to go ahead straight away and say it. Dr. Ed Bennett. Welcome. Slow clap. Well, thank you yeah. so much. Hello. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Those who don't know, I mean, obviously, like, he's one of the 30 most important people in the world here, but in our world, at least. But he um, is currently, um, well, he you retired recently, right? Yep. Uh, transition from full-time at, at Umsel's College of Optometry. I still teach part-time, so I always go. tell people that. Can't, can't and I, I'm finding a, enough other things to keep me out of trouble. So. Well, I'm going to tell you, tell everyone those other things, at least some of them. So he was the Associate Dean um, for Student Services and Alumni Relations at Umsel for a long time, 37-ish years, mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. um, Executive Director of the Gasperm, Gasperminal Lens Institute, the, that is the educational division of the CLMA, the Contact Lens Manufacturers Association. 
um, the chair for the contact lens and cornea section, council of the AOA, diplomat and diplomate, diplomat, mm-hmm. diplomate, <laughs> and past chair for the cornea contact lens and refractive technology section at the AOA. He has authored hundreds. Uh, publications, 13 texts, lectured at over 300 different symposium, has won all the awards. All One the awards. I think is kind of cool and I want to just like highlight is outstanding optometric educator. Because I can say from my personal experience, I didn't go to UMSL, but I had the, the honor of being able to experience um, G, GPLI's annual. For those who don't know, and one other small plug onto why you should do a residency. When you do a contact lens residency, you get this exclusive kind of like membership, we'll call it, to this annual conference where you get to know everything, everyone, and like start the year. It's an you didn't let me come. I tried. You did I it. tried to get in. You wouldn't <laughs> let me get in. <laughs> a little bit of a fraternity. Yeah, <laughs> Not very inclusive. GPLIs. I'm just kidding. Annual, they have a residency conference and it starts in the, it's the beginning of your residency. It's like August ish. And it really did spark my education and spark my like excitement for like getting to do this specialty. Well, and you were one of, we, we always, there's always people at, at the top and you can tell in a three day workshop based program, you were one of them. Right. Oh, so I, I, I was see you progress uh, over the last five years or so and can't wait for you to do the diplomate program. Oh, hey, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about it actually. <laughs> so, you want to learn about the diplomate yeah, program? Yeah. I mean, I second. think that's something that we, we have actually recently talked about it on the podcast, talked about the anterior segment uh, diplomate process. Mm-hmm. Are all the diplomate processes similar? Is there a similar roadmap, different content? Uh, good question, James. I, they, when, when I know when I was involved, and in especially the last several years, we were trying to unify in terms of being, you know, renewing your or keeping your diplomate and every, trying to keep everything um, consistent. But but every you know every section is different. I, I think the neat thing about cornea contact lenses and refractive technologies is that you have the opportunity really to do a lot. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's the largest group. It, it's the most arduous process to become a diplomate, but the most rewarding one. And we, you know, we honored our past chairs last night. We've got a really nice reception tomorrow night and it's, so you guys uh, know how to party too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> is that it, what I'm hearing? It's the best of the best. And the Cornyn Conduct Lens Resonance is, as Roya can tell you, they have that opportunity to mix and mingle uh, with, you know, some of the really, like last night I introduced our resident to Joe Barr because I wanted, Dr. Korb wasn't there and I wanted her to meet an icon. And so, you know, it's just neat that uh, I think in our particular area, but to become a diplomat in, in any area is, is uh, it just shows that you're really interested in lifelong learning and you want to be the best of what you do. So what does it take? Push-ups, wall sits, uh, <laughs> lazing? Exactly. Uh, what, what do you got to do? It, it, I mean, it really is like a P90X type thing. Thank you. There you go. So now we're getting to the brass tacks. I want people to know. I mean, but, but in all honesty, yeah, and it first is, of all, do you have to be selected or do you say, look, I'm going to take this on? How does that work? You you take the initiative. Take you know, the you're initiative. a fellow and you take the initiative. Yep. We have a lot of people who love to be your mentors. 
Um, they've reduced the case report requirement from 10 to seven. And that's, Ooh, like that's that. the most arduous that part. Was, yeah. And then you do take a series of exams. Is that the same for every uh, category? I apologize. Uh, is there seven re uh, required case reports for each uh, different subsection? I think that's the toughest one, James. I, it, in some of the other sections, the you don't, there's... Uh, I believe that the anterior segment one was seven because I remember being like, hmm, which one should I do? <laughs> yeah. Ten seems harder than Is there seven. one that doesn't require any? That I don't know, okay. but I wouldn't be surprised right. if... All right, so seven case reports, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very in-depth. Anybody that's been through the fellowship process, would it be similar? Would it be more in-depth? What do you think? Because the, there's case report requirements for fellowship as well. I think it's similar to fellowship. Similar. I really do. And more. once you get that first one passed, you really know how to do it. Okay. So it, the others will come quickly. And that, that's really the one area that tends to slow people down because they tend to do fine in the exams. And then, um, you know, then it, it's just, it, it's just a tremendous feeling. To, well, it's so, also hard when you've been out of the game right. to try and like write a paper again. I was just talking to somebody the, uh, the other day about Alaska. Apparently if you're out of this, out of school for five years, you have to retake boards. And she's like, no, I'm not retaking you know, all three <laughs> sets of boards. But yeah, I can see how that could be oh, really yeah. tough, Ouch. you know, to, uh, you know, get back into writing if you're not into writing. But a lot of these people are, right? A lot of folks that are doing this are, are writing already. Well, and the professional satisfaction is, is wonderful. And keep in mind that you have lots of mentors, people that will all step up and help you with case reports and what you need to do. And they, it's a specific format, so you don't have to be a gifted writer at all. So... Well, talking about mentors, you know, what I what I listed on the things that you've accomplished through your through your career, if you will, you everyone looks at these levels of accomplishments and thinks like, oh, my God, could I ever accomplish that? But like, let's talk about like, how how did you get into this? Like, why? Why did you what what decisions did you make early on in the game that made you think this is what I want to do? I want to keep taking this like left and going on this path in this world of contact lenses? That's a great question because it, what you're going to learn the next minute is if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> okay. you know, I was I was a mediocre optometry student. I was sitting in third year contact lens clinic and our instructor was going through his hard lens design philosophy. And I don't know why, but Bell who was, was your instructor? It was a gentleman named Charlie Schick. Uh, Dr. Irvin Borish taught the other course. Oh, wow. And he ended up being my, he ended up really being my mentor. Wow. But uh, I owe my career to Dr. Borish. But, but, you know, bells went off. So I thought, wow, I really want to do contact lenses. And there weren't residencies back then. So Dr. Schick happened to be in charge of externships, too. Oh, cool. And they just started a research, contact lens research rotation under Irvin Borish and Sarita Sony. And so... I told Dr. Schick, well, I'd love to do that. And he, he said, well, Ed, you got, you got to be like in the top 20% of your class. And, you, you know, you need a telescope to look at those people. So, uh, <laughs> but he knew how interested I was in contact lenses. So he bumped somebody. And so when I went into that rotation, I, I mean, well, I ended up getting paid by a soft lens company the entire year to do research for that. Oh, wow, cool. And so we, you know, we looked at a couple of extended clinical study, clinical investigations for two soft lenses that were going for extended wear. Uh, first soft lenses, first soft toric lens, um, a CSI soft lens that was unique, and then the first GP lens, the Polycon. Got yeah. to do that all while I, you know, in my cool. fourth year. And that led to getting a faculty position at, at IU and then 
uh, three years later and, you know, going to transition when UMSL started their school. And the, and the other nice thing that happened was I got the idea to write a book and I was young and I got rejected by everybody. And one of the letters said, we don't think it's a good topic. It was on rigid gas permeable lenses. And, you know, who's ever heard of Ed Bennett? Uh, good point. And, uh, but I kept that letter and I called Dr. Borish. And I said, would you write a chapter on gas permeable multifocals? Oh. He said, sure. Ed. So I put his name on the table of contents, submitted it to his publisher because yeah. he had the number one selling book in optometry. Right. And it got accepted. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. That doesn't happen. That's then, the, that's the key. Smart. Smart. Yep. People and places. Yes. I'm here. A yes. lot of people and places, but you put yourself in a position to succeed. And obviously the passion was there. And you love the profession, you know, and uh, it just excites me because that's that's what we're here for, you know, because we want to push the profession forward. So thank you for everything you've done. Oh, gosh. Thank you. I I, I think we're, we all pursue our, our passions in optometry. You have so many options to sure. find yours. And it's, it's just a, if you don't think you found it, keep looking. You know, go to the meetings, meet with people, like do what you need to do. So you're you're still up to date, right? With things, you're not, you know, uh, just still talking about, you know, the Polycon lens. You're up to. So what 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 do you think right now, standing on the precipice of, you know, 2022? What's next? What's exciting in your world? Well, it's it, it's a it's a great question, and I I agree. Having transitioned in the last few years, I, I'm not so good at knowing which is better, one or two, but but. <laughs> in the contact lens world and my life has been gas permeable and that's no secret that, and I think there's, we have exciting, um, when you think about orthokeratology in, in the myopia area, um, you think about sclerals for sure, you know, they're just really booming and even the advances in keratoconic and multifocal designs. But if we get our telescope out and we're really looking at what's, you know, I mean, myopia is really uh, hot, both soft and yeah. custom soft and GPs, but when we look bigger in the future, I mean, it's interesting to see some of the smart lens technology that's being developed yeah. um, for both presbyopia and, you know, autofocus lenses, you know, diabetes control, drug administration, um, some of the uh, work that they're doing. We, you know, we don't know when that's going to come out. I don't know when that's going to come out, sure. but we do know it. But you can't tell us, right? <laughs> <laughs> he knows. You think he doesn't know? He knows. Please, please. I know a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we uh, don't know, yeah. but he knows. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to shoot me. But no, it, it's, uh, <laughs> but it's, you know, that's very, very exciting. Yeah. Well, I, I really feel like, and that's, that's why what you first said, really, about the contact lens area being, one that one can develop a passion for very easily. We'll just look at all that's going on. In, in it's that. easy to get excited and on this momentum, mm -hmm. but like even like kind of going back to this, you were a third year or when you were a student, like even through and I sometimes I, I, I talk to Jimmy about this sometimes, but it's easy to say yes to things when they're in front of you. Like an opportunity comes up, it's easy to say yes and just keep going down this career path and things that you think are exciting, but what are, what were some of your motivations like wanting to do this? Like good patients or seeing students, like what were things that motivated you through, through your career? Well, I, I think it's really the opportunity of all the above, really. When you start getting involved in doing clinical research, you know, we're going full circle and you're talking about what's going on in contact lenses, but just to be 
on the forefront to be able to investigate new lenses and, and be involved in in those areas, you know, ortho K and, and presbyopia and GP design, sclerals and so forth. You, you really you get real excited because you you answer questions and you get a, a peek into what the future holds. Yeah. But the second part of that is when I was just talking to somebody who just came out of a residency um, a little while ago and we who's on a faculty position at the school is that you you find that you really enjoy working with students you, you enjoy the mentorship you enjoy the, the and, and as you get older you realize what a privilege it is you know i wish someone had told me that 40 years ago but, but it it truly is that you can have an impact on on their lives and teaching can be fun uh, one might even dress up as a female to make a point <laughs> you know i've done it all um, but I think that, you know, you really, can, if you have that passion, you really, really enjoy having that opportunity to teach. And I, I have been fortunate to get some recognition in that area. And, and you're right. I, I think there's probably no greater award than getting recognized for, for teaching. I, yeah. I think that's the, the, the biggest reward of all. But since I've transitioned and now I'm, I'm teaching uh, part-time, you know, teaching lab, teaching uh, a little bit in, in, in clinic and in lecture, I enjoy it even more because sure. you realize how much you miss it and, yeah. and, and how much fun you can have with the students. So it's great. Love that. What, um, tell us about retirement. What, what yeah. you know, you're here you are, you're transitioning into a different chapter of your life. Um, you know, I joke with patients all the time that, you know, you're retired now, you're busier than you ever were. I hear that from patients every single day. And, um, you know, I think you hear it, you know, I'm going to golf more, I'm going to garden, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But, you know, I, as we sit here and chat, you're involved in a lot of things still. So what about your personal life? Tell us what kind of things you're enjoying doing, you know, back at home. Well, I, you know, good point, James. I thought my golf game would get better, but it, <laughs> it, it has not, you know, and I think it won't for a couple more years. But, but I think that, no, I've, I've been very, very lucky. Um, I, I, when I was doing one of those clinical investigations as a fourth-year student, it was the soft toric lens that um, was one of the first to get FDA approved. And, wow. and I remembered that cool. um, that almost other than edema, discomfort, and poor vision, it was a good lens. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of the many failures was a second-year student that was in the study. And I thought she was pretty nice, so I ended up marrying her. Oh, wow. And so uh, she is uh, really... Uh, probably with Tom Quinn, the, the, the two best optometrists oh. I know, um, and I think she's she's very very good. And so we and we have three children, and oh, wonderful. nobody in optometry, but a couple of uh, engineers and a nurse. Oh, cool! There you go. And 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 could you tell them those nice things you said about me earlier? I, I think they need to hear that. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll remind them, know. but you know, we'll send them weekly updates or reminders to listen again. I get it. I have three kids, you know, so I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm there with you, Doc. Yeah, so, yeah. so what? Where are they nearby? Do you have grandchildren? Are you no grandchildren? We've got two of them in St. Louis. Okay, uh, the one who's an engineer, and then our uh, daughter who recently graduated, and she's a nurse. And then our our other son, uh, wow, uh, he's in Denver. Uh, he's uh, he did engineering and then law. He's a patent attorney at uh, awesome. University of Colorado, but he has a rock band. Uh, oh, cool! And they're doing Great. well. What's the name of their band? Uh, it's Dabalon. 
dabble on dabble cool on. and oh, they i went out and saw him they headlined Neat. uh the oh, week cool. before last and then he started a soccer club he, he plays um, awesome. semi-pro soccer get out awesome. and he started a club wow so, Neat. you know it's like he goes well dad i don't have much time well yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is music yeah. parallels yeah, yeah. yeah okay <laughs> apple probably doesn't yeah. fall far from the tree uh so yeah he's uh he's he's interesting but uh, and actually, he's bonded quite well with Mark Bollamore, of all people. Oh, uh, wow. Mark lives out there. Very so cool. So those two have become friends. And Mark came over for the concert. So, oh, uh, neat. Yeah. So, Very cool. 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 Very well, good. Another, I have a question from a longtime listener. One of our first call-in questions. Oh, I love it. Dr. Derek Louie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Dr. Louie. Wow. He wants to know. Can younger ODs achieve the same level of accomplishments today, in your opinion, given the challenges, the competition, like pressures? Of, do you think that, like, what do things, I don't know, can they do it? I think that's a great question, Derek, and I think you can. I, I, I really feel like, for example, if you're pursuing, like, corneal contact lenses, I think that's where the diplomate helps. But... There's a lot of people, if you look around, uh, you know, I'm not the only chronologically mature person in, in corneal contact lenses. There's a lot of people. And I think that there's a void, you know, and there's a void in, in lecturing. And if you look at, in, and also in writing, but if you look at where contact lenses are going, you know, we're going to need, uh, we're going to need people to fill that void. So I, I yeah, I think so. I, I don't think it's really diminished. I think it's, it's there uh, for you to take it you know, for you to take the, the initiative to do it. And I just got really lucky. I, I mean, the luckiest thing that ever happened to me was probably when I was having, an, getting an interest in gas permeable lenses in their infancy. And then they started the GP Lens Institute and I was out in California, Berkeley filming um, our first fluorescein videos oh. and it, and tell me how great it was. I was with Dr. Mandel and, you know, <laughs> yeah, used his textbook, you know, growing wow. up and he, he's such a wonderful person and, and Carl Moore, who was the president of the CLMA. And so, uh, when Carl's taking me to the airport, you know, he goes, uh, well, Ed, you know, we want you to be executive director of the GPLI. And I said, well, Carl, I don't think I can do that. I truly didn't think I could do that. I just didn't, didn't think I was good enough to do it. And Carl said, well, you don't understand it. If, if you don't take it, I'm going to drop you off at the highway and you have to find your way to the airport. That's how things happen, so, right? I think maybe I'll take it. And, uh, and that, that's been, you know, that's just been a dream come true. And, and to work uh, with, you know, GPLI and work with the CLMA. And we've got a development program going on now to fundraising. And we've got a lot of ambitious plans for the cool. next several. That's why... I guess my golf game. I was going to say, when do you find the time yeah, to golf? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But I think, and, and it's been wonderful for me to be associated with contact lens spectrum, um, GSLS, and and certainly the, the academy. You know, we were talking earlier about the leadership program that we introduced this year, and it's um, it's, it's a huge initiative, but, but I'm so excited, you know, to yeah. see that, you know, we've expanded – uh, we, we want the Academy to be the source for leadership and optometry. And <laughs> I won't spill what all else we're going to be doing, oh, but we've got a lot secrets. of ambitious plans. Uh, Lots of secrets at this table. I like it. <laughs> I think I like it will it. be a huge success. 
if there is a very impressive pin don't involved pin. Don't <laughs> pin. at the end of the process. Look, I know it's a joke, but listen, walk around. There are many folks proudly displaying a pin or six on their, you know, lapel. I've never seen it a single pin. And, and, uh, Dr. Bennett, in fact, as we're sitting here, has a very impressive pin that draws me in. I say, well, what is that pin? And then he has the opportunity to tell me, yeah, this is a diplomate pin. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a kind of a big deal. Jimmy's oh, the ultimate pin. I, I like pins. He hypes all pins. James, I'll start working on that leadership pin tomorrow. I don't know when to do that. <laughs> Recommendation? Bling. Right. So Ooh. put like one little jam of some kind that that's under, <laughs> it's not done enough. And I think you should do that. So that's just my recommendation. I'll take all the credit. We'll, and, get, we'll uh, get a donor. Yeah. That's no problem. That's no yeah. Problem. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I do think that there is one question that that's needs true. to be asked that, you know, allows our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So I'll let Roya it is tee it up. This is an important question. We asked all of our guests what their spirit animal is. And what that means is what is the animal that the stereotypical personality, how they act, whatever defines like you as a person. Maybe you're shy like a turtle. Maybe you're like pensive like a bear. I don't know. What a, What is a spirit animal for you? I think it would have to be some form of dog and <laughs> affectionate, uh, <laughs> wanting to be around everybody, wanting to, you know, be very inclusive. And uh, it, it's, you know, it's it's one of those. Uh, that's a, Do you that's have a, a dog? Yeah, yeah. What kind? Yeah, well, got one more than, you know. We, You've got we a couple. We, that. we have a poodle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then our daughter brought home a lab. Oh, neat. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Do they get along? The poodle um, in the lab ish. The, the lab's fine. The poodle. Yeah. <laughs> not so fine. It's like having a, you know, I don't know what you would call Arm? an ant and a bear. You know, it's like yeah. different, big, you know, size differences, and so we're we're adjusting. But but the lab, you know, meets the criteria as well. I mean, yes. I, 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 that's a great great question, but. Yeah, I'd American have to identify dog. with the dog. I think, I think we'll, yeah. we'll take it. I'll take that. Well, thank you for joining us and imparting your knowledge, wisdom, and years of experience and getting everyone excited about doing more. Well, thank you back. for having me. I, I One last question I'll ask. How can people learn more about the leadership program? Seems like that's a really exciting new program that is going to continue to grow, gain more traction, and folks should look into. So how do people get more? Because that's your baby right now, right? So tell us a little bit more about um, how people can get information about that. Exactly. We we will, it, it's eligible for fellows okay. in the academy, and they'll get correspondences uh, during the course of you know, this coming year uh, to apply for the next next year's program. This year, we thought we would accept uh, 25. Uh, we got 120 applications. Wow. So we expanded it to 50. We're doing, and so what it means is we have eight modules. We, we had a three-hour course yesterday. Then we have eight virtual modules throughout the year, and then a two-hour celebratory event in San Diego. But the virtual modules, you know, they're small groups, uh, great faculty, and anywhere from conflict resolution to how to run a meeting to um, diversity awareness to writing um, you know to um, I think I mentioned conflict but but also we've got 
uh, how to be a mentor. You know, Are there case the, reports involved? No. Okay. No. No. <laughs> right. uh, but it's it's very just very kidding. comprehensive, and, cool. and that's Excellent. all they would need to do. And we'd love to have you interested in, in doing that. Awesome. Love that. Thank you. Well, that's it. Before we go, reach out to us for feedback, questions, stories, things you want us to talk about, either through email or on our Instagram or Facebook. You can't depart without saying thanks to Valley Contacts for their support, both the amazing lenses they make and the great people they are to work with. And be sure and tune in and listen to our next episodes. But until then, try not to blink. Blink.